Yama, I'm your host Nari Pakai and welcome to NITV Radio for this Monday, 11th of December. Coming up on today's show, Australian governments and emergency services are preparing for dry conditions for the summer. National Domestic Violence Hotline 1800 Respect is launching a texting option hoping to improve accessibility for those in need of support. And we share a few stories from our NITV news team. All these stories and more coming to you after the latest news. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy directed outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, First Nations advocates hope to hope new texting feature will improve access to support Indigenous women in remote communities who are experiencing violence. Home Affairs Minister is set to outline the federal government's response to a major review into the immigration system. And residents say Israeli tanks have reached the main north-to-south road through the city of Khan Yunus of the southern Gaza Strip. Intense combat over the past 24 hours has slowed the Israeli advance from the east. <clears throat> First Nation advocates say they hope a new text messaging option for the National Domestic Violence Hotline will help improve access for Indigenous women experiencing violence in remote communities. The Albanese government has today launched the scheme under which text support to 1800 Respect will be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as part of its 10-year plan to end violence against women and children. Research by the Australian Human Rights Commission shows First Nations women are 32 times more likely to be hospitalised and 11 times more likely to die from assault than non-Indigenous women in Australia. Ngunnawal woman, Auntie, well, Elder Auntie Violet Sheridan, has welcomed the expanded 1800 Respect Service, but says she worries about the accessibility for Indigenous elders. Hopefully this helps, this new um, way of contacting people for help. Uh, but I'm not sure whether it will address particularly our older generations because a lot of them don't text. Victims seeking help can text hello or a greeting to 0458 737 732. The missing 4th Bark Petition has now returned to Yakala, the place of its creation 60 years ago. The petitions were first to be written in both an Australian First Nations language and English and called for the consultation of Yolnu clans over the mining of the Gove Peninsula. The petitions were signed by nine men and three women. Professor Claire Wright from La Trobe University 
told SBS News that the story of the bark petitions are a story of Indigenous Australians attempting to protect their lands. So it's really a story about having a voice. Yonga weren't opposed to mining per se. What they were opposed to was the fact that their land could be encroached upon, that their laws were broken, that their parliament themselves here was disregarded. The final bark petition was finally tracked down in Derby, in Western Australia's far north. Research and policy think tank, the Committee for the Economic Development of Australia, has welcomed migration system reform focused on long-term planning. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill is set to outline the federal government's response to a major review into the immigration system later today on the 11th December. The Prime Minister has flagged the strategy will, con- will include a reduced migration intake with an impact on international students. Mrs O'Neill has also announced there will be a four-year skills-in-demand visa with full mobility and clear pathways to permanent residence. The visa will replace the single employer-sponsored temporary skill shortage visa that business and unions agree say is not fit for purpose. Residents in the main city of southern Gaza Strip, Khan Yunus, say Israeli tanks have reached the main north-to-south road through the city. Intense combat in the last 24 hours has slowed the, slowed the Israeli, Israeli advance from the east. About 90% of Gaza's 2.4, 2.3 million people have been displaced within the besieged territory where UN agencies say there is no safe place to flee. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has called on Hamas to surrender, saying dozens of fighters have already done so. In recent days, dozens of Hamas terrorists have surrendered to our forces. They are laying down their weapons and handing themselves over to our heroic fighters. It will take more time. The war is in full swing. But this is the beginning of the end for Hamas. I say to the Hamas terrorists... It is over. Surrender now. Hamas denies its fighters have surrendered. It is said Israel would not be able to recover remaining hostages by force, only through negotiations. Attention is turning to who will succeed Anastasia Palaszczuk as Queensland's Premier after she announced her retirement from, from politics on Sunday. After serving nine years as Premier, Ms Palaszczuk will officially step down from the role next week and will leave Parliament at, an, at the end of the month. She has endorsed Deputy Premier Stephen Miles as her successor, but the party has yet to decide on the final candidate. Health Minister Shannon Fentiman and Treasurer Cameron Dick are also contenders. If no agreement is reached on Ms Palaszczuk's replacement, a caucus vote will force a mandatory vote of every rank-and-file Labor Party member and affiliated unions, a process that could take months. Crews have pulled a worker's body from a Melbourne paint factory days after explosion and fire tore through the premises. Police believe that the factory at Dundanong South 
were unloading a delivery of solvents and chemicals when the blast triggered a massive blaze on Friday. The fire engulfed the premises and three men were close to the delivery when it was being unloaded. Two of the men, a 62-year-old from Eagleton in Melbourne's northeast and a 44-year-old man from Port Melbourne, were taken to hospital with serious injuries. Victoria Police confirmed officers have now recovered a person's body at the scene, but the person is yet to be formally identified. Two firefighters were also taken to the hospital after the blaze, which took more than 120 firefighters and 40 trucks and hours to bring the fire under control. A man has been injured and police are questioning two people after the authorities believe was targeted early morning shooting at a Melbourne strip club. Emergency services were called to the man's to the men's gallery in Melbourne CBD yesterday morning. Following reports, a man was injured. The victim, a 19-year-old man, was found on the road with police told a suspected gunshot was heard. The man was told was taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say he has refused to provide information to detectives about the incident. Later on, officers announced they arrested and were interviewing two 24-year-old Melbourne men over the shooting, which they believed was targeted. Climate negotiators in Dubai are being urged to finalise a deal to scale down the usage of fossil fuels. As pressure continues to mount due to the fast-approaching end of the COP28 climate summit, Many fossil fuel lobbyists, such as leader of OPEC, a powerful oil cartel, are attempting to block any language that refers to phasing out fossil fuels. Germany's climate negotiator, Jennifer Morgan, says the delay is due to a number of countries who are still dependent on fossil fuels. It's very clear that there's a group of countries here that does not want to phase out fossil fuels. And there's a large group of countries, which um, today the High Ambition Coalition had at press conference, of islands, Latin Americans, uh, Europeans, who do want to have that fossil fuel phase out. So I think um, in the public domain... Um, that's that's pretty clear, but it's and that they're still far apart. This year's summit is set to close its door tomorrow, with the Azerbaijani capital of Baku being the main candidate for playing host for next year. Queensland's far north is bracing for the likely arrival of tropical cyclone Jasper on Wednesday. Residents between Cape Melville on the eastern coast of Cape York Peninsula and Townsville have been placed on notice that destructive winds and potential flooding are headed their way. They've been warned trees and power lines are likely to be felled and roofs blown from houses, along with anything not tied down. Queensland Fire and Emergency says power, phones and internet services are expected to be lost and water supplies interrupted based on the cyclone's current trajectory. Storm surges would also mean flooding in some places and communities isolated. The government says it's 
being briefed on the Category 2 cyclone. Egyptians in North Sinai are casting their ballots in the presidential election, where former, former army chief and current president Abdel Fattah al-Sisi is set to secure six more years in power. Voter Khalid al-Ashri was among those saying they were choosing Mr Sisi for his role in uprooting terrorism in North Sinai. I will vote for President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi. Before he was president, Sinai was struggling with terrorism. I'm a merchant. I used to struggle with getting goods and work until the army and the civilian police came and stopped terrorism. And then the prosperity and advancement started. Critics say the election is a sham after a decade-long crackdown on dissent. The government's media body has also called it a step towards political pluralism. The three-day election comes as the country grapples with an economic crisis and war on its border with Gaza. The election results are due to announce on December 18. The children of imprisoned Iranian activists, Nages Mohammadi, have accepted this year's Nobel Prize on her behalf in a ceremony in Norwegian capital. The 51-year-old was awarded the 2023 Nobel Peace Prize in October for her decades-long activism despite numerous arrests by Iranian authorities and spending years behind bars. She is currently detained in a prison in Tehran. She is the 19th woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize and the second Iranian woman after human rights activist Shirin Abadi, who won the award in 2003. Chair of the Nobel Committee, Barrett Reese Anderson, says the award recognises her lifelong struggle in support of human rights and strong civil society. This year's Peace Prize recognises the brave women in Iran and around the world who fight for basic human rights and for an end to the discrimination and against segregation of women. In football, Bruno Fornaroli's case for the Socceroos recall is strengthening by the week after the striker scored four goals as Melbourne victory defeated Western Sydney 4-3. Fornaroli now has 11 goals in a seven A-League men's games in in this season. After victory's triumph over largely underwhelming Western Sydney Wanderers, at the Combank Stadium yesterday. The Uruguayan-born forward hasn't won a Socceroos cap in over 18 months, but his finishing ability will leave Socceroos boss Graham Arnold with plenty to consider ahead of selecting his squad for January's Asian Cup in Qatar. In cricket... Perth Scorchers coach Adam Voges has ex- expressed his relief at players avoiding serious injury on dangerous Big Bash League pitch in Geelong. 
Sunday's fixture between the remaining champion Scorchers and Melbourne Renegades was abandoned after just 6.5 hours at GMHBA Stadium. Water damage had made the pitch unplayable, with multiple Scorchers batters hit by deliveries before umpires stopped play with the visitors struggling at 2-30. Umpire Ben Trelaw told Fox Sports says it is the first time he has been involved in a decision to abandon play once the game has started. It was that last delivery. Um, that was the one that, that got us uh, to that dangerous position uh, for us. And we couldn't have the players obviously out there. Uh, safety of them is, is paramount. So the points to be shared uh, for the teams uh, from this one. Uh, obviously no result, match abandoned. And now for today's weather. Monday the 11th December. Broome, sunny with 37. Perth, sunny with 33. Adelaide, a shower or two. Winds easing at 30, Melbourne, a shower or two with 23, Hobart, mostly sunny, 23, Albury-Wodonga, shower or two, 33, Canberra, partly cloudy, 31, Wollongong, partly cloudy, 26, Sydney, mostly sunny, 28, Newcastle, much the same at 29, Brisbane, partly cloudy, 30, Townsville, a shower or two, 34, Cairns, a shower or two, becoming windy at 35. Alice Springs, sunny with 26. Darwin, showers, possible storm at 33. And Torres Strait Islands, mostly sunny at 34. And that is NITV Radio News.